0: It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Panacea Concept. It's a very special episode. My friend passed away yesterday. Um, his name is JJ, and uh, this is actually my third attempt to record myself here. I want to say some words that um, I don't think I'll be able to say when it comes to the funeral, if, uh, if there's even a chance for me to speak. Um, I'm having a hard time pulling everything together right now. As you can imagine, since it's my third time recording, and and uh, yeah, I, mean, I just want to talk about my friend and uh, you know his life and how I'm feeling. And I feel like if I'm able to talk about it in front of my computer when no one's looking at me, then um, I should be a little bit better equipped to handle the rest of my days so my friend JJ uh, has been or had been uh, dealing with an autoimmune disease for over a decade and um, so it's not unexpected that he would pass and it's kind of I mean it's maybe even a I would imagine a relief for him since of uh, since he's dealing with it for over a decade and uh, having over a hundred surgeries, then uh, you know I would imagine I would be very tired as well. So so let's talk about let me talk about his life and how we met. We met in high school. Uh, he was uh, he was funny. Yeah, we we had similar sense of tastes and humor. Uh, he was a bad influence on me in some of the classes. He brought me out of my shell um, because I was the shy kid, and he uh, he made friends very easily. That I could see anyway, he made friends very easily, and for whatever reason, he decided to hang out with me, and uh, and yeah, we just connected. Or, um, you know, pretty quickly. And, uh, and it was just, you know, he was someone I could talk to all day. Uh, I'm beating myself up a little bit. I know he wouldn't want that, but I feel like I could have talked to him more. Uh, but I, I know with all the posts I see on Facebook that he wasn't, uh, he wasn't lonely. And he always, uh, we always gave each other benefit of the doubt. Uh, We always, I don't know, there was like this understanding between us where, you know, we just appreciated each other and we knew that uh, even if we said something that might have been mean to each other, which really uh, almost never happened. I think I can think of one situation where we got into a little little, uh, disagreement, but other than that, it was nothing ever, uh, like, got us to angry at each other. It was this weird understanding that I never had with, uh, with anyone before, and, um, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about his life. Uh, Well, let's, why was, why was JJ a bad influence? Let's, let's, uh, Explore that topic for a second Uh, And well, he brought me out of my shell I was always a uh, smartass But I was a very quiet smartass So my comments were pretty much Reserved for the person sitting next to me And uh, I guess it must have been One class or two that we were sitting Next to each other And we just got talking And and, yeah Instant uh, friendship So in one of these classes we liked we like to be in each other's classes so of course in this one class uh, it was a psychology class it's pretty funny he put me up to saying some, some of his smart ass comments and um, and I did I, I said some smart ass comments and uh, in one of like the first days in psychology and ever since that first day the teacher did not take me seriously and she honestly didn't like me <laughs> and it was pretty funny. She loved JJ. Um, but she didn't like me and uh I guess it was because of the bad start. It's kind of funny. Um oh really, those were those were his his words and things he put me up to, which I enjoyed and uh and I thought was funny as well. But um but yeah, so I became kind of like a target for the teacher. Um, so that was that was one instance. Uh, there was this other time he always he liked bringing up in this other person's class. Uh, the whole class would te would tease the teacher. So this is again in high school. So I'm um, I, I may mean, it's funny. I don't apologize for my behavior as a kid, but um, but yeah, I'm different now, obviously. But this one instance he brought up, which I thought was funny, uh, the whole. We me and JJ started a um teasing the teacher because everyone else was teaching teasing the teacher and um and um uh, I guess we thought it was funny. We didn't really think about the teacher's feelings in high in high <laughs> in hindsight. It was it was a little mean. But um but anyway, so this one instance we had this teacher. It was pretty new and uh we had these really, really dirty floors in the classroom. It's, this story is probably not going to be funny to anyone but us, uh, and anyone who was in the class, but, um, we would shuffle our feet and he would, sh- the teacher would actually shuffle his feet. He like he had these weird stances that he would get in with his little, um, slipper type shoes that he could just slip on and off through practically slippers that look like shoes. And he would, um, he would adjust his stance. He would do like, not a split, but he would just stand still and and spread his legs and just kind of like hunker down and start teaching and lecturing. And uh, and we would hear the dirty floor, make its little swoosh sound, the shh shh shh, when he would uh when he would be walking around the class, and I picked up on that. And and I started moving my my feet and then JJ instantly knew where I was going with it because I guess we had that kind of uh, like mind meld connection just kind of kind of funny I never thought about it but yeah he instantly knew what I was going for what I was thinking and he began to shuffle his feet and everybody (laughs) continued to shuffle their feet and uh, until it was kind of like a loud shushing noise as the teacher was talking. So not fun for the teacher, but kind of funny for the class and for me and JJ. Um, as, as far as, uh, back to psychology, another funny story that JJ liked to, to, to retell to me. And, uh, when he would come over, he, uh, he would, he would, uh, Talk to me about the class. The, the psychological, the psych teacher would ask this question that didn't have a wrong or right answer, and I would answer it. And remember, like I said earlier, we weren't on the best of terms, me and this teacher, because of my smart mouth, and and I would somehow be able to get the wrong answer. It was this thought experiment about keeping three people alive, I believe one was a drug dealer, one was a, I don't know what the other two were, but, um, I chose the drug dealer to, to keep alive because I saw that he was, (laughs) again, my, uh, my wise ass, um, in, in high school, I said, I, well, he's providing jobs to the community and he's, um, you know, he's something or other. And of course that was the wrong answer because the teacher didn't like me, even though there was no wrong answer to this hypothetical moral question. And, um, yeah, me and JJ would laugh about that. And uh, he, <laughs> all right, I believe he went first. Like, he gave his answer. It was right. Good job. And then I gave my answer. Wrong. Bad job. Um, so we that always amused him. That story. The, uh, those two stories. The... So what happened? What happened is uh, well. Let back up. Uh, so in high school, one more story. Me and JJ, his date, and my date. Um, we all went to the prom. JJ that day taught me how to tie a tie uh, for prom. My dad did not; wasn't the one to teach me. He didn't know, but JJ knew, and um, and he taught me how to tie my my first tie, never thought about it before, uh, and he helped me out, so uh, to this day, the person who taught me how to tie my tie is JJ, and, um, pretty cool part about that story is that the, our dates, our girlfriends at the time, both of uh, us married our dates, so we married, um, our respective dates, so he married his date, I married my date, and, um, and so, yeah, both of us are the rare exception to the rule of of marrying um, your high school sweetheart. Um, so after high school, JJ, he got married, I'm pretty sure not too long after high school, and they went, uh, Her Sasha and JJ went to Virginia. They went to Virginia. Uh, she went on a scholarship to this uh, religious college and um and he would work to pay the bills and um i honestly think both of them hated virginia and they told me some stories um that jj was always great at telling uh stories funny stories um, that were honestly horrible stories but he made them funny something about a hobo who followed them home one one day which sounds horrifying but the one he told it it was funny when, um, you know, we, we hung out, uh, I don't know how long we've learnt, known each other. So I guess since 2004, 2003, I think I've known him longer than my wife and, um, you know, those details are escaping me. I just things you don't really think about. But the reason I put this episode together and decided to force myself to do this because this isn't exactly pleasant for me It's because I saw someone else's post on Instagram talking about his friend's uh, death. It was three years ago. And he just, he posted something, uh, his friend talking about what love is and what his thoughts on on that is. And um, I found it cathartic. I found it somewhat helpful. And, um, and I, you know, coincidental, my, my best friend also died around the same time. He died yesterday as of this recording, yesterday morning. And uh, I find myself just unable to to talk about it without uh, just being really ex- exposed, I guess is the word. Emotionally sensitive to it makes sense. It just happened, but uh, it's something that's been coming for a very long time. I think JJ knew that because of the hundred plus surgeries and the dealing with an autoimmune disease for over a decade, and the lack of answers that he got from. Uh, we'll we'll get into. Healthcare and my thoughts and feelings on healthcare in a little bit as you can tell from all my other episodes I don't think I Don't think that's the best humans are capable of and I, I know that it's not the best we're capable Well capable of We're capable of a lot more Currently with the technology we have we don't need any new inventions We just need to fix what we were doing to ourselves. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a politician, but uh, yeah, we need to fix our political system. Uh, and we, when we do that, very simply, which I'll go into at the end. But I want to talk a little bit more about JJ. So I apologize if I sound stuffy and like I'm, and like I just cried because that's uh, honestly what happened. <laughs> um, so it's hard to cover that up, and I feel like. I need to do this and you can feel free to skip the episode if it's a little too hard-hitting but or or annoying to listen to but I would like to speak about my friend and I don't know if I can do it um, while looking at anybody so I feel like if I could do it while staring at this somewhat empty computer screen then you know that's progress and at least i'll be able to get my feelings out because like i've learned with neuro-linguistic programming your words really do matter unless i'm learning through repeating this but uh, uh this is my third time repeating this that it does if you express yourself it just really it makes it, it it's therapeutic it, it gets it out so anyway so if i'm this much of a wreck on the third recording imagine the other two that i'm not going to share with you (laughs) so anyway so went to virginia married his high school sweetheart i went to their wedding he did not get to go to my wedding because he was sick at the time but jumping ahead so i went to virginia hated it both him and sasha they came back to florida I was happy um because i mean i talked to him a lot when he was in virginia then he came home and i didn't hear from him for from him for a month or two thought that was odd and um you know it turns out that he was stuck on the couch and he couldn't get up and his family actually thought he was lazy um this is this is the unedited truth i mean they're probably Feel bad about that now, but they thought he was lazy. And uh, what it turned out was that his body was attacking his body, it was autoimmune, and he was, uh, you know, struggling to have any energy whatsoever. So he was later diagnosed, you know, once things got bad with uh, the name, what was it, Wedgener's? I think I can do I still have it up his Instagram? Yes, new Granulomatosis, which is, uh, you know, if you know my thoughts and you've hear, heard or seen any of my stuff, you know, I hate these names. They don't actually tell you what's happening and it actually stops the medical system from treating a person like a person. They treat a person like the name of their disease, which is uh, obviously a failing method in the case of my friend, JJ. So um, so yeah, he was diagnosed. This is way before my education of in health began. Um, but it's autoimmune disease, so that's what you need to know. I've probably done already an episode on autoimmune disease, so if you want to learn the truth behind autoimmune diseases, then um you know head over there, do your research, and um if you know anyone who has an autoimmune disease, it is not permanent. it is genetic, but it is not that's not the only component to it that's how they lie that's how they lie to you so that's how they lie to so many doctors and nurses and patients so um yeah so he was diagnosed with that it was pretty pretty um horrible to see what he went through and um i think he and i'm not sure when his son came along uh which was before or after the diagnosis but he had a son he is well he still has a son son is um i guess i'll leave the name out but uh he's a very nice boy smart um not not I don't have as many interactions with him as I would like but um but yeah just a really loving little boy so you know they do a good job raising him so the um so let's get into yeah let's get into his 10 years 100 plus surgeries to reopen his lungs and windpipe and his um the cartilage in his nose was eaten up by his body. Again, you know, there's a reason for it, but I didn't learn it 10 years ago, I'm absolutely convinced that if I had, then we would not be sitting here today discussing this. So that's the hard reality, is that this information needs to be propelled. It needs to be given to as many people as possible so that people don't lose any more loved ones to this crazy system that really is just designed to get all your money, keep you a slave, and really curb the population. (laughs) I'll just get right to it. It's just, it's just for money. It's just for curbing the population. We could end 90-plus percent of disease currently with what we understand now, but it doesn't happen. Because essentially, and I'm going to put some blame on every one of us, we are feeding into a system that is holding us down. We're, we're giving money, to the horrible food companies who um when we're giving yeah the horrible food companies who buy our politicians and make it legal for them to put poison in your food and we give money to the pharmaceutical industry who buy ball they buy the politicians who then make it legal for them to put all sorts of poisons into your pharmaceuticals into your vaccines and then we make it we buy into um yeah pharmaceutical big big agriculture um, politicians making all these chemicals innocent until proven guilty why can't i like if i started a corporation And made a chemical then why do I not have any burden of proof that I have to prove that it's safe for people for the long term and what's interesting is that maybe they do prove that it's safe it's one chemical and by the definition of safe currently is that it doesn't give you a disease that you can pinpoint that's pretty much it I mean the safety standards are ridiculous the FDA is a lie the yeah our whole safety system is a lie yeah it's on purpose because they they do this fake rationale that that oh uh, uh, this one uh, you can't prove that this one chemical and this one product uh, absolutely cause this one disease well no but doesn't isn't it good enough that it contributes to a disease no it isn't that's not good enough for the law so um, so then what does that mean? That basically means that they can make thousands and thousands of poisons that contribute to disease, but don't outright cause it, it quickly enough by um, our definition, and it would be legal. So if you have one small amount of poison that you ingest thousands of times, there is no legal recourse for you to go after those 10 different companies that produce that poison because it's there's no direct link i mean it doesn't make any sense it's this uh, this false dichotomy of of yes or no this yes or no poison this poison or this poison We're like no how about all of them how about i mean I, when i talk to people about cancer they say oh everything causes cancer well isn't that the problem how about you get rid of all those things that you know cause cancer and then see what happens how about that for a cancer solution how about we get rid of all these things that cause autoimmune disease. How about that? Does, that? does that sound like a crazy idea? Not at all. We don't need any of those things. I mean, technically, uh, stress can cause autoimmune disease. But you know it's nice? How about actually training people to understand that natural health is something that you need accompanied with those uh, mainstream mainstream institutions. How about that? Because if you're not paying attention to how the body can heal itself, then all you're doing is cutting up people and poisoning them with your chemo, with your radiation to suppress your immunosuppressants. And you're not giving them anything so that their body can heal and recover from those quote unquote therapies. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. I'm on topic, but I'd like to talk a little bit more about JJ, if that's okay, and it better be okay because that's what this episode's about. So, um, yes, yeah, so that's what he went through, and um, and I think he he knew. I mean, the the doctors and nurses, people he saw, were always surprised to see him. He said. like oh you're still alive that's that's what they they told them isn't that nice to be told that every time you go in to get help from this system and um it it's uh the other the other thing is that he would constantly constantly catch medical errors in his treatments. And if you're not familiar with medical errors, those are the things that doctors do on a regular basis that kill anywhere from a quarter million people to two million people a year. And he catches those, he caught those, and he said, hey, this medication doesn't go with this other medication. And they would say, oh, yeah, you're right. So how many times would they have killed JJ in these 10 years if he wasn't looking at his label? And let's face it, they they gave up on him. They, The medical system wasn't trying to help him. It was trying to just keep him going. It wasn't trying to succeed. It wasn't trying to, to look at what's going on. It wasn't trying to learn anything new. Um, the... He would even tell me about charities. These charities aren't good for people either. I mean, I'm not saying every charity, but the pink the pink one, uh, breast cancer one that people like to, to overblow and uh, pretend like it's doing very good for breast cancer, it's not. It's not helping breast cancer whatsoever. It is, however, getting people a lot of money. It's giving pe- these people in that organization a ton of money. That's all it's doing. We know what can stop 90% of disease and it's not what what this organization is doing it's not where they're funding it's not it's just a lie and that organization attacked attacked JJ's smaller charity for that rare name of a disease and um, and yeah that was my like first introduction to how absolutely messed up and warped the systems that we rely on are. And yeah, then luckily I got into becoming the health coach that I wish JJ had found a decade or so ago, that I wish I had found 20 years ago, because we both have autoimmune type disorders or had, um, and his was more severe, And um, yeah, and just uh, that I guess, I guess I'll end that here. I think what happened to JJ shouldn't happen to anyone. I urge anyone listening to this to keep spreading good information about what health actually is and how the body isn't messing up and how you know, we can, we can end 90 plus disease. That's, that's 90 plus percent of disease. That's what's so heartbreaking is that my friend didn't have to die. He didn't have to have hundreds, over a hundred surgeries. He didn't have to do this. He could still be with his family. And honestly, I, I kind of think that if he would have recovered from this you know, when it was still possible, natural, naturally possible in those first couple of years or so, maybe even five years, I don't know how long it would, you know, how, at what point it stops being possible for you to naturally recover, but I I absolutely believe you would have, you would have gone into some kind of business, like, he was, he was so smart, and, uh, you know, better better at talking to people than me, better at making friends, I, I know, like, who knows, maybe we could have been health coaches together, um, that would have been, that's a, I guess, a dream right now, that, uh, is not going to happen, but, uh, I'm going to continue to push forward, and I'm going to continue with a lot of energy to really just, I, I need, people need to get this information and i need to make sure i'm doing everything i can so that other people don't have to just doesn't have this unnecessary death Uh, so like i said if you're listening to this now or in the future uh, at any point if you're listening to this it's 2020 right now year of of no one dies Except for there's only COVID deaths that that kind of year, um, which is my friend did not cut, die from COVID. He died from an autoimmune disease, um, and in this year, yeah, and in the future years. At any point you're listening to this, keep spreading good the real picture of health and um, and take the next step. If no one else listens to you, be the be the next step, be the change that you want to see. Um, I'm going as assume I'm going to speak to as many people as will listen. I'm going to get in front of as many eyes that I can that are open. And um, yeah, this is this is the hardest year of most people's lives. And, um, you know, JJ, I I guess, like some people were saying, at least he doesn't have to put up with all this pain anymore, but let's, how about we, we create that heaven on earth that we're capable of creating. How about that for, for a dream? That's my dream. You pursue your dreams. I hope they're leading to the same thing, obviously. I mean, who doesn't want heaven on earth? So uh yeah so struggling to end this because i don't i don't want to say goodbye to jj but i guess i won't i'm gonna keep talking to jj then and hope to make him well ah, that's the thing with jj like I, I know i know he i know he's proud of me i know he's I don't know we that weird connection that I talk about so I'm still I'm still gonna try to make sure that there's less people that have that disease that have any disease uh, because of JJ and because of me and because of all the people that freaking mainstream medical system hurts. Not that I'm blaming the people who are in it, but I'm blaming the institution that teaches people that germ theory model, that genetics are everything model of health that are just this delusional. It's more scientism than anything, but let me end it on a positive note. Go and be the change that you want to be for me, for you, and, and for JJ and his family.